Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at all the top players to target from Game Week 20, which is an FA Cup weekend. And then we have some Carabao Cup fixtures in midweek also. Um, I just wanted to give you a heads up on this one. This is only players to target for this game week. So it's going to be quite punty, quite risky picks. And there's a lot of rotation in these cups happening. And there's some bigger sides versus some smaller sides. So there's opportunities for big points to be scored. But it is a risky way to play the game. And not a way that I often target playing Dream Team for these cup weekends. But if you do have the appetite for it, we're going to look at the top players to target for these cup games. If you're a bit more conservative and you're looking for players to target in February with your transfers, I'm going to be putting a video out specifically on that next week. The top players to target for the month of February. Looking at the best players and the best fixtures to target. But we'll go straight on to the FA Cup fixtures. So these start on Friday night with Man City versus Arsenal. And this is going to be a massive game in my opinion. And it's going to be interesting to see how both teams approach this one. Um, I listen to quite a few Arsenal podcasts. I'm an Arsenal fan. And I'm quite conflicted and not really anyone can agree on this. Um, so who scored? I think there's going to be quite a lot of rotation here. Um, on who scored, they have a preview of the lineups. Um, just their, their predicted lineups, really. Um, and they think there's going to be a lot of rotation. So for Arsenal, they've gone Matt Turner in goal, Tierney, Kiriar, Saliba and Tomiyasu. Um, Kiriar is the new signing we got in January. So they think that he could be thrown in in this game. They've gone Zinchenko in that left centre midfield role instead of Xhaka. Thomas Partey probably makes sense because Elneny's Nenny's injured now. You've got Erdegaard, and then up front, they're going Smith-Rowe, Niketia, and Trossard. Now, I've heard that Smith-Rowe isn't available for this game, so that might be incorrect, um, but they think there's going to be a lot of rotation in general. And then for Man City, they've gone Ortega, Kyle Walker, John Stones, Akanji, and Gomez, Bernardo Silva, Rodri, and Foden, Mares, Alvarez, and Grealish. So, uh, no De Bruyne, no Haaland. You've got quite a few of the defenders rotated there as well. So, that's how who scored think it's going to line up. But I'm not fully convinced that this is the best way to do it or the way that they're going to do it. Um, I think there's a lot behind this game. Where Arsenal are top, Man City are second. I think there could be a real big psychological battle in this game. And I watched quite a lot of the pre, um, pre-game interviews as well. And yeah, it's, it's getting quite quite tactical and quite mind gamey I think um, so I'm not convinced there's going to be a ton of rotation I think they're going to rest quite a few key players but in my opinion I think I had a look and Arsenal have got a full week of recovery after this game before playing their next Premier League game and then Man City have an extra uh, an extra day on Arsenal so I think it's eight days Man City have um, to recover before the next Premier League game and the way I look at it I think that this could be a really good opportunity for 
either team to get like a psychological advantage over the other team um, in that Premier League in that Premier League race. Really, um, they've got plenty of time to recover, so rotation's not really not really a big deal when it comes to that. Uh, Arsenal, Man City face each other three times in a real short amount of time, and I just think the, the team that really does attack this game. Um, and wins it could have a real psychological advantage when they face each other in the next two fixtures. That's just my opinion on it. Um, but I had a look at the Arsenal team that played in the last round against Oxford, and Arsenal played the usual front three. Um, they played Martinelli, Eddie Nketiah, and Saka. So if they're going to play their full strength front three against Oxford Oxford United, it obviously are taking the um, tournament quite seriously. Um, I'm, I do personally think that. Martinelli could be rested for Trossard. I think Martinelli's looked um, probably the most tired out of the front three at the moment. Um, there's probably a good argument to rest any of either Saka or Eddie Nketiah if you may be worried about injuries. But personally, I think they might go Saka, Eddie Nketiah and Trossard. But we'll get to see these lineups anyway. Um, it's the first game, so it's not too much of a big deal. But this is just how I think it will go. Um, and then in defence, I do think that Tomiyasu and Tierney will probably get the starts um, at fullback, just they're they're plenty good enough to be rotated, um, but I do think either one of Saliba or Gabriel um, will start this game. I'm not so sure that we're going to uh, put Kiwior in against Man City. I just think it seems a bit a bit harsh to throw your new signing straight in against Man City. Um, I think we've done that with I know he's a goalkeeper, so it's a bit different. But um, Alex Runison we used to have as a goalkeeper. I know he chucked him in um, against Man City once before for. I don't quite know if it was his debut, but one of his first games, he got absolutely battered. Um, I think he ended up having to delete Twitter because people were tweeting so much hate towards him. I know it was a different Arsenal team at the time. Um, and I also remember Pablo Marie as well played one of his sort of first games against Man City and he got absolutely destroyed as well. So I don't think it's really beneficial for any new player to get thrown in against Manchester City, to be honest. Uh, it's a, quite a big game. Um, and I just think if we rotate too much, um, I just think it just sets a bad precedent. If Arsenal end up getting getting a 4-0 loss against Man City, and it is a rotated side, but there's a few first-teamers in there, I just don't think that's going to leave a good feeling going into two really important Premier League games. So I think, personally, I think we'll probably see maybe two or three players rotated, and then the rest could be full strength. I think that Erdegaard could be rotated for Fabio Vieira. I think he's an adequate replacement for him. I do think Thomas Partey or Xhaka will start um, just with... Um, Elneny out and other than that I just think Trossard will be one of the other players that starts up front but obviously we'll wait and see uh, but that's my that's my take on it and if the lineups do turn out to be almost at full strength I'd probably be looking at the usual suspects so it'll be Eddie Nketiah and Saka for Arsenal I believe I wouldn't obviously target defenders specifically for this game um, Riyad Mahrez has been brilliant if he starts like they sound who scored in their predicted lineup I'd go with him I still think De Bruyne or Haaland will be good options um, and then with the defence, that's going to be a bit tougher because you just don't know who's going to um, who's going to go on to play games in the future as well. So personally, I'd leave both defences. I think both attacks are really good at the moment. But yeah, I'd go with the attackers. Mares, um, Haaland, De Bruyne and Saka and Eddie Nketiah, in my opinion. More into punty territory then. So we've got Walsall versus Leicester. 
Um, I've got the lineup for Leicester's last um, FA Cup game here against Gillingham. Um, Harvey Barnes was an unused sub, so he probably won't start again. He's quite a fairly popular pick from Leicester um, across previous seasons. But up front, they had Vardy and Iñacho, so they could be fairly good options to target. Jamie Vardy could be a good one in this one. Um, but the full defence got rotated last time out. And Danny Ward was rotated, so I imagine it's not a good idea to pick the defenders. If you did want to take a punt on it, maybe Vardy or one of the strikers. Um, Tielemans did play the full game if you wanted to consider him. Obviously, he's got a few good long shots and stuff like that, but I do think that's a bit too risky for my liking. Accrington Stanley, who are they, uh, versus Leeds. Um, so Leeds, with their last um, game, they had to face Cardiff in a two-legged tie. Um, it looked like they took this second leg a lot more seriously than the first leg when I looked at the squads. Um, so I do think they probably will go quite strong. They probably have learnt their lesson that they don't want to have to play another replay. Um, and it was Nonto that played up front and got two goals in this game. One in the first minute, one in the 36th minute. There's some really good goals in that game, actually. So um, he could be a fairly good option to pick. Or you've got Bamford or Rodrigo as the other options there up front. Uh, but all three are strikers, so it would be... a quite risky to choose i think bamford was one that came on as a sub and rodrigo and nonto were the ones that started um if you wanted to go for defenders um strick and ailing were probably the two most attacking um fullbacks i think they had furpo as well was a fairly good option but personally i think i probably would steer clear of the defense even if it is accrington stanley and just target the attackers if i wanted to take a punt then on to southampton versus blackpool uh, this is a fairly better game to target just because Southampton have got the um, second leg of their game with Newcastle in midweek so you have got a bit of a double chance if you do want to choose a Southampton player for this game there is a chance that they will play the Newcastle game as well um, they did have the 1-0 loss to Newcastle so they will be chasing in that second leg so there could be more rotation in this game and then more chance that they go all out in that second leg potentially um, it's going to be tough but I think that um, Adams, he didn't start the game against Newcastle. So this side on the right is what, who played Newcastle. So Adams didn't play the Newcastle game. He came on as a sub. So there's a good chance that he might start this game. Um, he's 3.2 million. But I did cover in one of the previous episodes. Because Southampton had a lot of fixtures, we looked at the best players to target. He could be the best player. But his goal scoring record has been really poor since the restart. Um, he scored two goals against Lincoln um, in the first game back, but then he hasn't really scored much since. So it is a it is a big risk. Um, I think one of the better options would be James Ward Prowse, 4.1 million. He's been really on form for Southampton lately. Uh, 4.1 million. I'm not sure if he definitely will start this game because he's he's been playing a lot recently and they've had a lot of fixtures, but. There's a chance that he features in this one. He's on all set pieces. And then I'm sure that he will start that Newcastle game. So you kind of have got a double chance with Wolf Prowse there. And then if you did want to target defenders, I'm not sure how safe I think that is. They could get a clean sheet here. It's a home game against Blackpool. So it should be quite favourable. Um, but then that Newcastle game is going to be pretty tough. But on the other side of it, Newcastle's attack hasn't been as good as it has been previously. Um... It's been mostly their defence that's been getting them through. So potentially there could be an option that you go for a defender here. And if you did, I'd say maybe Salisu at 1.7 or Walker-Peters at 1.6. Uh, then Preston versus Spurs. Um, and I can't really see any anything past Harry Kane here. Um, 7.9 million. It's the obvious pick. He starts every game, even the cup games. Um, 
he's got 9.4 average from his last five games, obviously on penalties. The good thing about this is that he's going to be a good pick going forward. It's not just a cup pick. A lot of these are going to be sort of one-week punts. If you've got a few transfers left, you'll bring someone in and you'll want them straight out again, to be honest, um, if you have got the luxury of the transfers there. But with Harry Kane, if you did decide to bring him in or you've already got him, you're probably going to be keeping him for the foreseeable future. So I think Harry Kane's the best pick here. Um, who scored? I've got the predicted lineup as being Kulisevsky the other side on the right and Richarlison on the left. I'm not so sure. Um, I think maybe Son could be given this game as a bit of a confidence booster because he hasn't been in the best form recently. Um, if he could get a few goals under his belt, I think it would be good for his form. Um, but I am certain that Richarlison will start. So since coming back, he hasn't really played much Premier League football. He's been coming on as a sub and the front three has been Son, Kane, Kulisevsky. I think Richarlison will definitely start this game. It just depends on what side. It will either be up for Kulisevsky or Son. I think he'll start ahead of Kulisevsky, to be honest. Um, Kulisevsky's had quite a few problems since joining Spurs with injuries. So I think it probably would be beneficial to just rest Kulisevsky and play Richarlison down that side. But either way, I do actually see Richarlison scoring um, maybe even a couple goals in this game. Um, three million, so very cheap. Um, and yeah, I think he could be a really good uh, wildcard pick for this game. With the defence of Spurs, though, I think I'd avoid that. I think there's too much choice. They rotate the wing-backs quite a lot, um, and even the centre-backs, they've got quite a few options. So I'd avoid the defence, but Harry Kane, or I have a good feeling Richarlison could be a really good pick for this one. Then Man United versus Reading, um, and Man United have been a really good team to target this, uh, this whole month. They've had so many fixtures, and it continues through February as well. Um, I think it's going to be quite hard to predict the lineup because they had um, quite a short turnaround between games, really. So they had the game in midweek against Forest in the Cup. They play Reading and then they play Forest in the Cup again in midweek. So the games are coming thick and fast for Manchester United. Um, but Martinez at 4.4 million. He seems like he's the most nailed in defence at the moment. 4.4 um, million. He started with Lindelof in the last game against Nottingham Forest. So maybe Varane is the best option to come in alongside him. Varane was rested for that game. So I reckon we could see Varane and Martinez starting this one. Um, Maguire just seems like he's completely out of the picture now. Um, Luke Shaw was playing at centre-back at some point. Um, obviously, he's a left-back as well. Um, but Luke Shaw was apparently ill for the last game. So I don't think he'll be there for this one, which probably means Molasses is going to be in at left-back. And we'll probably see Wan-Bissaka again at right-back unless he's rested. Um, I quite like Wan-Bissaka, actually. And you'll see that I've actually brought him into some of my teams ahead of Rico Lewis now. Um, but I think it's four games in a row now that Wan-Bissaka has got a seven rating. And what's quite interesting about that is they conceded three goals against Arsenal. And he's still got a seven rating. They conceded against Man City. He got the rating. So he's looking like quite a good player to pick if you want to get those ratings. The only downside is... Um, obviously Dallow's injured and he could be back soon um, there's a chance that you might lose some games once Dallow's back but he's had a recurring hamstring injury so I don't think if he comes back he's not going to get thrown in playing two games a week there's so many games for Man United at worst you're probably going to rotate and you might miss out on one game a week but I think Wan-Bissaka is still a really good pick for the time being um, other than that Rashford, Bruno Fernandes obvious picks they've both been in really good form goals assists the lot so they're really good picks but i imagine most people will have them already 
Um, they might be rested for this one with the midweek game, but they've got a good cushion now in that midweek game. So I think this one will be the priority. Um, Valt Veghorst, he did score against Nottingham Forest. He's played two games in a row now, though. He played Arsenal and he played Forest. I feel like they could give him a rest, but I'm not sure um, who they would play in his place up front. Um, they've put Martial in that who scored predicted lineup, but I'm not. I haven't heard that he's back fit yet, so I'm not too sure about that one. I know Sancho has been training as well, so he could be an option on one of the wings. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, maybe Rashford plays through the middle, but yeah, I'm not I'm not completely sure what they'll do about the striker position. And then the last one I'm going to touch on was Casemiro. He didn't play the Arsenal game. He did play the Forest game. He's 3.5 million now, so quite expensive for like a defensive midfielder. But we've had a few defensive midfielders so far this season. Um, overperforming with their attacking returns and then chipping away with those seven ratings and coming out with some really good points. And I think it started with like Hoiberg and Granite Xhaka earlier in the season, but Casemiro now is definitely that sort of in-form defensive midfielder. Um, he's got one goal and three assists in his last six games. Um, and in his last 10 games, I had a look back at his last 10 games at his ratings, and there's only been two games that he didn't get a seven rating. And funnily enough, both of those two games, he got 6.9. So he's consistently um, getting those ratings. And so I think that he could be a really good pick just to get him in your team. And I wouldn't hesitate keeping him through February. Um, he could be one that just fills a spot and you haven't really got to think about it. Then on to a game that I'm really looking forward to, actually. Brighton versus Liverpool. The last time out, Brighton won this one 3-0. Um, and then they had a really good game earlier in the season as well. I think there was actually one that Trossard um, scored a hat-trick in. But historically, this is a really good fixture. Um, and having a look back at it, Brighton have scored two or more in their last six games. Um, their defence hasn't been so good and neither has Liverpool's. So I wouldn't back either of the defences for this game. Um, one person from the defences, if you were going to look at, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold was given the rest against Chelsea and they had James Milner playing that game. So I don't know whether they've done that thinking that they could use him for this game or whether it was just a, just a general rest, maybe he had a knock. But Trent Alexander-Arnold's one of the players that I'd, I'd imagine is going to start this game because he was rested for the last one. But like I said, I wouldn't be back in the clean sheet in this one. Both teams can punish you. So... I'm going to start off with my main man, Matoma, 2.6 million. Uh, if you follow the podcast a lot, um, I brought him in and he's been absolutely brilliant. One of my favourite players this season. So he's got 6.2 average for his last five games and he's got three goals and one assist in that last five. So he's on really good form at the minute. Another player as well from Brighton that... He wasn't so good in the last uh, last game. He missed a, he missed a sitter, um, which would have been a Matoma assist as well. But Sonny March at 2.8, he's been in really good form. And in that game against um, Liverpool, um, I think it was just a couple of games ago, to be honest, um, he scored two and assisted one and came out of that game with 20 points. Um, so he's another player that's in real good form for Brighton. Even the young, the young guy, Ferguson, up front... Um, I'm not 100% sure he starts. Welbeck is back fit as well. Um, and they do seem like they rotate throughout the game. One normally subs on for the other. So I wouldn't be that interested about targeting him. But there's plenty of goals in this Brighton team. From Liverpool though, I think Darwin Nunes will probably be back for this game. He's 5.3 million and a really frustrating player to have. I personally wouldn't be picking him. 
But Brighton's defence has been a bit sketchy and he was rested for the last game against Chelsea. So I do think he could start this one and cause problems. Um, and then Mohamed Salah, uh, 8.3 million. We all know how many goals he can score and what he's capable of, but he just hasn't really been doing it recently. And look, he had three blanks in a row. That's the only time he's had three blanks in a row this season. Um, he's got 16 goals still this season, so he has actually scored a lot of goals considering how we do think that he's underperforming. But personally, I wouldn't be bringing him, him, him in specifically for this game. You'll actually go on to find out that I've actually taken him out of one of my sides for Harry Kane. Um, but yeah, that, they're the sort of people that I would be targeting for this game if I wanted to. I'm more interested in watching this game, to be honest, than bringing players in for it. Then I'm going to finish up with Derby versus West Ham. Um, and I don't really have that much to add to this one. Um, I usually would say that the position that West Ham are in in the league, they might rotate quite a lot and probably throw the cup, to be honest, and focus on staying in the league. Um, but they actually don't have that many options right now. So Jared Bowen, um, he scored two in the last game, so he could be a good option to target up front. I do know they have played him through the middle previously sometimes, um, instead of like an Antonio. They have got Skamaka now, but he's injured. Um, and they bought Danny Ings and now he's injured as well. So they haven't got that much option up front. Um, so they could just end up playing Antonio or Bowen at 3.5 million could be another good option. Um, I think I'd steer clear of this game. I had a look as well and Derby have actually only had one loss in their last 19 games. Um, and that was losing on penalties to Liverpool. So this isn't going to be an easy fixture for West Ham at all. Then on to my team updates. I'm just going to show you how I got on in the previous week. Um, so this is my vlog team and it is actually currently my best team at the minute. Um, I normally show my vlog team and then my best team, but they are the same at the moment. So game week points, I actually got a massive 133 points this game week. So I was really impressed with that. Um, and then that takes me up to a total of 1,359. My overall rank pretty much stayed the same bar a few places. So I'm still at 3.2k. Um, so there were quite a lot of good weeks out there this week. Um, and then transfers remaining. I have three out of five. Um, and that transfer I used was swapping Rico Lewis to Aaron Wambasaka. I did that before the Friday deadline. Um, I think Wambasaka was going up 0.2 and Rico Lewis was going up 0.1. So I just got that one done and out of the way. Um, Wambasaka's got um, extra games over Lewis and Lewis is still not guaranteed to start. So yeah, reluctantly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that transfer. I think it's the best thing to do. But I'll start with this team from back to front. So I've got David De Gea in goal. He got me six points. Um, Kieran, Trepp uh, Kieran Trippier got me 19. Fabian Scher got me 13. Rico Lewis got me just the five. Bruno Fernandes got me 10 points. Matoma had a really good week and got me 13. Kevin De Bruyne got just the five. And he was actually one of the only players in this team that went down in value. Um, so that was why I was quite reluctant to make too many transfers as well, actually. So my whole team got increases apart from Kevin De Bruyne, who went down 0.1. We had Riyad Mahrez got me five points. Rashford got me 16 Harry Kane, 13, and Haaland with the massive 28. So again, I'm still pretty happy how this team is lined up. Um, even for February, to be honest, I, I'm not sure whether I'm going to end up using all three transfers. If I do, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really sort of looking to target February. I don't think I'm going to use these for any punts. If I see anything come up, um, if I see anything come up, when I see the lineups, maybe I'll I'll make one transfer potentially, but 
I don't see it happening, to be honest. I, I think I'm probably going to end up staying with this team, which seems quite disappointing to burn my transfers, but I'll fill you in on the next episode, whether I change my mind once I've planned for February. So, yeah, Wambasaka in for Rico Lewis was the only transfer I've made here. Um, and like I said, Wambasaka has been really getting those ratings, and he's just more nailed than Rico Lewis at the minute. Um, even in that game that he conceded three goals against Arsenal, he got a rating. So I think that he could be a really good one to target. The only um, downside of this is if Dallow comes back. But I've just decided that I'll just deal with that problem if it occurs. Then on to my second best team, I guess. Um, so this one got me 107 points. So quite a bit less than the other one. Um, and this hasn't really planned out very well for me. So I only made a few changes um, at the start of the month to make this team a little bit different from the other one. I had Salah in this team instead of Harry Kane as a bit of a differential, uh, just in case Salah did score a hat-trick or get some really good point hauls. But he's blanked three weeks in a row now, um, and I finally lost patience with him, and I transferred him out for Harry Kane. Kane was going up in price. Salah just keeps plummeting in price. So I've got that change done. I've got one transfer left in this one. So 107 points for the week. 1331 the overall rank on this one is 6.1k which is quite crazy really so this started the month as my best team uh, the other team's overtaken it and now there's 3000 places um, between both of them so it's amazing how quickly things can change um, and one of the main reasons that i did also bring kane in for salah is that obviously salah has blanked but the way i see it at the moment Spurs and Liverpool aren't playing well really at all and not playing up to their um up to their capabilities really but Salah when Liverpool don't play well Salah's not really playing well but when Spurs aren't playing well Harry Kane's still getting star man he's still getting the odd goal um and he's still contributing to the team whereas Salah sort of just goes completely missing so I still think Kane is probably the best option for the moment um, I won't be bringing Salah back in unless he really does start stringing some form together uh, my last transfer in this team I'll probably be looking to do something similar maybe um, taking Lewis out or maybe even Almoron I might look to move Almoron on but he has got a few good fixtures and then I think it's middle of February his fixtures get a little bit tougher um, I think he pl plays Liverpool Brighton um, and there's one other game that's quite difficult, but we'll cover that in the next episode. But my eyes are on Lewis or Almon to maybe use that last transfer. So just back to front, this team, De Gea, Lewis, Trippier, Cher, De Bruyne, Mares, Almon who blanked, and Bruno Fernandes, Haaland, Salah who blanked, and then Rashford. So that is my second best team. I'm still not sure whether or not to keep showing two teams or not, to be honest. Now my top team and my... Now my top team is my vlog team. I'm not sure if it's just easier to just keep the one team and show you the one team. Uh, might save a little bit of time on these videos as well. So yeah, let me know in the comments if you just want to see the one team and it's better that way. Um, I can maybe make that change in the in the future videos. Just let me know. That is everything for this episode. A uh, bit of a short episode. And like I said, these are punts. Um, this isn't planning for your team for February. This is just if you... If you play this way and you want to take a few chances, maybe capitalise on a few um, games where the bigger sides play some smaller sides, this could be uh, a way of targeting it. 
But if you're more conservative and you want to set your team up for February, like what I'm probably going to do, I'm going to do another video next week with the best players and fixtures to target throughout February. So if you want to get kept up to date with more Sundream Team content, subscribe to the channel. And if you listen on Spotify, give us a follow on there and I'll see you on that next episode. Thanks. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.